0: Eric works one-on-one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Financially Tuned. I'm Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners. And for today's topic, we're going to be addressing uh, some information that's been in the news lately, and we think it really dovetails into what we think is the best way for choosing a financial professional. Now, joining me today on today's show is Tony Shore, my host, uh, as usual. And uh, Tony, how are you doing today?
0: Well, I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for that great introduction. Really, though, Eric, you're the host of the show. I'm just the co-host. I'm just along for the ride. You know that, Eric. I mean, you're the man, right? It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> well, really? Eric, you're the one with all the you're financial like my, knowledge. You're like
1: my safety blanket.
0: Yeah. <laughs> safety net. Let's call it a net. Yeah. Sounds oh, better. My whoopee. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if I like that, but um, I'll be your safety net. But uh, okay. when it comes to the finances, that's up to you. I mean, I was told there would be no math today, Eric. And so that's where you come in Okay, with the financial. And, and so today, like you said, it's important to choose the right financial professional. Why is this so important? Well, I know today there's a number of things we're going to talk about as far as why that's important and one of the big words is fiduciary. Uh, What is a fiduciary? Why is that so important to us? Why should that matter to me? And that's one of my questions for you, Eric. But before we get into that, let's talk about our week. I'm doing pretty good, but um, I've had a crazy week because it's not only been busy and crazy at work and uh, with my regular job, but also I have, as you know, Eric, three kids and they all still live at home, although my oldest is going to college this fall. Um, My two daughters have, we have pets. We have one dog, two cats, two guinea pigs, and a couple of rabbits. Well, one of the rabbits got out this week, and that is, um, that's craziness. I mean, it's fairly tame, but it actually got outside, and it got out outside, and so uh, we were chasing that rabbit all over the neighborhood through backyards. <laughs> how do you so, uh,
1: how do you catch if, a rabbit? I mean, uh, uh,
0: exactly, exactly. Get him to I come knew, to I'd you r- with a
1: carrot or something. Do you offer him food or? Uh, yeah,
0: that's that's how my youngest daughter is best with the animals than all of us, and she eventually lured it with a uh, a chunk of apple. Um, believe it or not, and so it just ran back into our yard and sat there, and then she sat down real still, and we all moved away and. It eventually walked up to her and started eating the apple, and then my other daughter snuck up and grabbed it. So, I mean, normally it'll jump around the house and jump right back into its cage. So, I don't know. Uh, It's crazy. Animals are crazy. And if somebody had been filming that, us running around after the rabbit, it would probably be a YouTube sensation. Mm -hmm. It could have been on America's Funniest Home Videos, but no one filmed it. So, unfortunately, we could have maybe made some money. Or whoever filmed it would have made the money. How about you, though? That's enough about me. What have you been doing, Eric?
1: Nothing. Uh, just putting up with uh, the springtime blossoming of, uh, you know, pollen, uh, oh. pine tree, pollen, and everything else. It's been uh, killing me. But Yeah, me uh, too. Me what too. What are you going to do? Uh, we're glad we've got stuff blooming after the crazy winter we had, uh, so we're thankful for that. But yeah, dealing with the springtime pollen has been... Uh, that has been fun.
0: So other <laughs> yeah, than that- I'm in the same bag. I'm a little nasal today. I've got a, you know, it's like my head is just like, oh, from that. I'm I'm the same way. I don't know. I, you know, growing up, I didn't have allergies at all. It didn't affect me at all. But in the last few years, it's really every year it seems to get a little worse. Mm-hmm. How about you? Have you always had allergies?
1: No. 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 And and just uh, there's a couple times a year when stuff blooms around here that drives me nuts. And
0: Yeah, me too. I
1: think I'd get used to it, but I guess you don't. But um, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on and let's talk about sure. the topic that uh, yeah. uh, is uh, is the hot topic right now. And in our industry, there's been a lot of news uh, about a rule change uh, that the Department of Labor announced about oh a year and a half ago, I want to think, and it was the fiduciary rule that uh, the Department of Labor uh, came out with. And uh, it's created a lot of controversy in our industry. And basically what it was designed to do was to provide some consumer protection. Uh, And the Department of Labor uh, says they have some oversight in this uh, one particular area of consumer protection when it comes to employer retirement plans. And so what this new rule uh, did was it expands uh, investment advice fiduciary uh, under the Employment Employee, excuse me, Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, a law called ERISA. And what it does is it kind of automatically elevates all financial professionals who work with retirement plans or provide retirement planning advice to the level of a fiduciary, where they are bound legally and ethically to meet the standards of that status. Now, uh, while these rules are likely to have at least some impact on all financial advisors, uh, it's expected to really uh, impact people that work off of commissions in uh, in large broker dealers and banks, for example, uh, such as uh, brokers uh, and insurance agents. Uh, they're the ones that are going to be impacted the most.
0: So what you're saying is basically uh, the word fiduciary then, what fiduciary means is that means somebody has gotten licensing and is in a position where they are a fiduciary. And that means they have a legal responsibility to do what's in the best interest of the client. Well,
1: that's about half right, Tony. Here, Here's what it means. Uh, the, the, the SEC, when they issue uh, securities licenses, there are some licenses that are licensed from the federal government that require a financial advisor to be a fiduciary. And essentially what that means is that is that person always has to act in the client's best interest. And most people think when they hear of that, they go, well, that sounds really good. But that's not the way that most of our industry operates. Uh, If you're working with someone at one of the large uh, broker dealers or one of the large uh, banks, the, the financial advisor you're working with is a fiduciary for their employer. Uh, The broker dealer or the bank. And so this can inherently create conflicts of interest with clients they're dealing with. Um, And since they're on commissions, uh, this can create another area uh, that can be uh, a conflict potentially with a client. So the Department of Labor uh, did not like this situation uh, and they thought that when someone has a retirement plan and they're contemplating doing something with that plan when they retire, uh, that anyone they talk with, whether it be at a broker dealer or a bank, uh, in the discussion of what they should do with their retirement plan should operate as a fiduciary. And so the department later created this fiduciary standard rule uh, and it was supposed to take effect this April. Now, they passed the rule uh, back about a year and a half ago, but they always give uh, whoever these rules impact time to make changes internally so they can become compliant with these things. And so the rule was not supposed to be implemented until uh, April 18th this year. But um, our new administration, you know, they, they have a goal of uh, of creating less impedance and unnecessary regulations in the business community. So this was something that they suspended the implementation of the rule via an executive order and uh, they suspended it for review to see if it's a good rule or if it doesn't place any undue burdens on businesses and, and what the effect of this implementation is. And so they delayed it until June 9th, I believe. Uh, But now uh, we've received information from the Department of Labor that is going to, uh, in fact, be implemented on June 9th. uh, But they'll start enforcing it uh, by January 1st of 2018. So the rule is going to go into effect, but they're actually not going to start enforcing it until January of next year. That's the most recent information we have from the Department of Labor. Does it kind of clear things up or have I muddied the waters even further, Tony?
0: (laughs) Well, no, I I think that's really good. I mean, uh, the important thing to point out, I I like that you brought this up, but the conflict comes when a a lot of so-called financial professionals are making decisions on, oh, which plan or what investment or what vehicle is going to get me the bigger commission, not which vehicle or plan or investment is in my client's best interest? And yeah, the problem is they're working for a company, uh, whereas you're an independent uh, advisor and you're working for your client. And so you've been a fiduciary all along and you've been doing what's in your client's best interest. That's where, where you're already at. And that's how you've been operating, correct?
1: Yes. Always. Uh, since we were first founded, uh, I wanted to uh, be independent and not be bound uh, by a business model that says, uh, you know, I have to do what's right for my employer. So when I started my own firm, um, that's exactly what I wanted to do is I wanted to work for clients. When I worked for big firms in the past, that was one of the issues that I didn't like was no matter what the client presented to you in terms of their age, their risk tolerance, their, financial background, whatever. Whatever the circumstances they brought to me, I had to figure out a way to fit them into our firm's products, uh, even when there were better solutions that were outside what our firm offered. And and, and uh, if, if I violated my employment contracts, I could get fired, uh, lose my securities license, uh, things of that nature. So I just didn't like that. I thought it was... Uh, uh, not the best way to go. So when I started Nevada Retirement Planners, that's exactly the goal, was to be an independent financial advisor and be licensed as a fiduciary. So to answer your question, Tony, we have always been fiduciaries for our clients. So there's no real change in how we operate. Uh, and we kind of welcome the fact that uh, the rest of the industry is uh, will do uh, what we do day in and day out. Uh, and, and so the implementation, uh, isn't going to impact us on how we interact with our clients at all, but it is going to provide a lot of changes in the industry.
0: Yeah. And there, that's it probably f- it for the good or hopefully for the better. Uh, but it's important. I think that means a good question to ask who you're working with or ask your potential financial professional. Are you a fiduciary? And I know that uh, you always do what's in your client's best interest and that's what you work towards. So um, I think this is a great topic. I have more questions for you, but we need to take a quick break here. Eric, is there anything you wanna add before we do?
1: Yeah, I do. I just wanted to uh, let our listening audience know that I've got a couple of uh, new generation retirement planning seminars that are gonna be conducted in June. uh, And we have two dates set uh, thus far. Uh, Tuesday, June 27th, and Thursday, June 29th, they'll be uh, at the Glen Eagles Restaurant. So uh, if anyone out there would care to uh, attend, uh, please give me a call uh, at 775-674-2222 so we can get you on the reservation list, or reach out to me on our website at www nvretirementplanners.com. Uh, seating is limited, so uh, it's first come, first serve. So give us a call, let uh, me know that you'd like to attend, and we'll make sure that uh, we can accommodate you.
0: All right. Well, I think that sounds great, Eric. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners here on Financially Tuned. There may have been a time when the ups and downs of the stock market were exciting, but if you're retired or near retirement, for you that time is passed. A predictable return, a predictable income, and security may not be exciting, but your needs usually change as you grow older. When you're ready for a relatively more predictable instead of exciting financial plan, call Nevada Retirement Planners. We focus on crafting financial strategies that aren't exciting but effective. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Nevada Retirement Planners. Visit us online at nvretirementplanners.com. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host, is none other than Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners. And Eric, great show so far today. We're talking about what a fiduciary is and why that's important to us and finding the right financial professional that you can trust, how important that is. When people are out there and they're in their working years saving for retirement, they need to start working with a financial professional to get a plan in place to make sure they're going to have enough money or income in retirement, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's the key to what you do, isn't it? Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know the 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 challenge sometimes. I'll tell you this, Tony, is uh, when I meet with a prospective client and we start doing some fact finding and and we start learning how they're set up and how they've saved for retirement and we're trying to come up with a way that's going to work for them. You know, sometimes operating as a, as a fiduciary, uh, we kind of cut our nose off to, to spite our face. And I'll give you an example. There's sometimes, Tony, when someone's three or four years out from retirement and they, they, they want to really get serious about how they're positioned for retirement. And one of the things that we'll discuss is how are you going to get rid of this credit card debt you have? Or... Are you gonna get this car paid off before you retired? Or is your mortgage gonna get paid off? These are things that if the clients uh, follow through and go ahead and focus on debt reduction or debt elimination, as opposed to giving their advisor more money to invest, uh, these are things that, that fiduciaries do that a commissioned broker at a big bank would never uh to be honest with you tell a client to do uh no give me money to invest that's what we do that's how you make more money uh yeah you need to keep that mortgage for the deduction so on and so forth so uh these are things that we discuss all the time we just think it's a better way to do it uh we're not allowed to have conflicts of interest that uh other advisors are are going to have and and so when you talk about people in in what camp are they on Uh, Do they think the fiduciary rule is a good thing or not? They're they're different bodies of thinking. Uh, I will tell you, they got a lot of pushback uh, from big firms uh, when this whole thing came out under the Obama administration. Uh, Two of the largest uh, firms in the country just said, this is gonna be a a big challenge to make our people do this. Uh, Vanguard and BlackRock, they they wanted a, a larger delay because uh, they're trying to figure out how to make their employees operate as fiduciaries. And then the impact of it, because it's just the Department of Labor, it only affects retirement plans. So essentially, it affects someone that has, say, a 401k and they're retiring. And so uh, to operate as a fiduciary, when someone has a retirement account like that, what you really need to do, the behavior needs to be what are the benefits of leaving your account where it is? There's got to be some, and there are. Uh to leaving retirement plans intact where they are. Yeah. And then and then you have to uh explain what the advantages are if you Uh, take that retirement account and roll it into a traditional IRA, for example. So you have to look at all sides of it and explain that to people so they can make a decision that is truly in their best interest and they're informed about. Now, when this rule takes effect, essentially what the broker dealers are gonna have to do is just operate as a fiduciary for that one transaction. Once the money is housed in these firms, uh, in an IRA, then they operate uh, uh business as usual. So, uh, you know, we can debate the effects of it, uh, but the intent is good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's important, obviously. But you know, I think that it's so critical, and what this means to us, uh, as uh, clients and and consumers and the listeners out there, and myself and my wife, it means hey, we've worked hard all our lives, uh. Using money from our income to save for retirement. Now we need to take the savings and create an income in retirement. And we want to make sure that we know about all the options available out there. I think that's why it's important to work with an independent person such as yourself. You're not just trying to sell insurance products, you're not just trying to get them to invest in the market, you're not just a broker. Uh, you're not just someone working on commissions for one of the big box companies that you see ads for on TV. Uh, you want to sit down and see where they're at first, right? I mean, that's that's the bottom line is everybody's situation is going to be different.
1: It is. Uh, truly, to give consumers the best opportunity to have a successful retirement is we do a ton of fact-finding. Uh, we call it homework. Uh, typically, we email Uh, a fact sheet to clients before they ever come in and a risk tolerance questionnaire they fill out and we'll spend an hour or maybe two tony just uh just discussing how they're set up with their retirement uh so i can get an idea of of where to go and it's a lot of time just understanding uh, someone's finances before any recommendations are made. And if recommendations are made, I can tell you this, they're going to be in the client's best interest. Uh, and it's easy because i never have to look over my shoulder or wonder, Oh my goodness, there's Mr. Mrs. Jones in the produce aisle at the grocery store. I better run the other way. You know, I, I, uh, I love seeing clients out in town and, and, uh, running across them at, at events and all that, and and I'm not the guy that's gonna
0: run and hide because I know
1: that uh, I've always done the right thing by our clients.
0: So with all these changes, uh, I just feel it's too much for us as individuals to take care of. We need a professional financial planner and advisor on our side to help guide us, right?
1: Yep, and uh, I think that it's important. We've had shows on this on how to pick a financial planner, but you know, I think it starts with trust. And if you can place more trust in someone that you know is legally required uh, to conduct themselves uh, in a manner that is in your best interest always, uh, as opposed to uh, someone that uh, in certain circumstances has to operate uh, as a fiduciary, then um, I think people get a better shake for their their retirement dollars. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to look at just like what the term is, not only is is it saying we're going to act in your best interest, but what happens is the SEC they hold us to a higher level of accountability. Uh, fiduciaries are held to higher levels of accountability. Uh, broker dealers and banks are held to what's called suitability standards, uh, and so suitability standards, uh, stockbrokers and planners and insurance agents who work with retirees and plans, the suitability simply means that as long as an investment recommendation met a client's uh, needs and objective, it was deemed appropriate. Now, financial advisors are legally obligated uh, to put their client's best interests first rather than simply saying this is a suitable investment uh i think it's a good thing uh people are going to have to disclose how much fees and commissions they earn on these transactions that's going to be a, a a a really interesting discussion because i'm yeah. usually the one that points out what people are paying uh in hidden costs fees and trail commissions and all this that clients are typically unaware of so th- th- this is going to be interesting i'd love to have some
0: surveillance <laughs> surveillance
1: going on in some of these offices to listen to these discussions, but sure. of course we can't do that. But
0: Right. Well, it, a lot of people don't realize, like you say, that there are hidden fees in a lot of different types of investments and accounts. And so it's important to understand those. Just like even 401ks, the majority of the people I know and talk to, and from what I've read, the majority of people, if when asked, you know, am I paying? are you paying any fees in your 401k? Are they taking money out of it for fees? Most people say no. Right. And it's like, it's, well, it's not being invested for free. So yes, they are taking you. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and, uh, I have a mutual fund and they have no idea if they paid a commission when they purchased it, they have no idea what uh, the ongoing management fees of the mutual fund are. You know, typically Tony people uh, you know, they want to trust who they're working with and somebody says this is a good fund and they go ahead and they put their hard-earned dollars at work and then you know a few days later they get a nice little pamphlet in the mail from uh you know American funds or what have you and they uh-huh. look at it they go, oh I got this little brochure from American funds and then they you know, they either toss it, put it on a desk, or file it maybe, but they don't read it. And that's where the rub is because that's the disclosure that uh, basically informs the client as to what the risk is and how this mutual fund's invested and what the costs are as far as acquisition or selling, uh, trail commissions, all these, little details are in the prospectuses, which we look up uh, when we're going over a client's uh, assets to point out what these hidden charges are. So the fact that uh, broker dealers are gonna have to disclose all this, uh, they actually have a new form. It's called the Best Interest Contract Exemption. And so in circumstances where they may think that there's a conflict of interest, or a conflict of interest potentially could exist, such as the advisor receiving a higher commission or a special bonus for selling a certain product. Uh, this is to guarantee that the advisor is working unconditionally in the best interest of the client. So, you know, all this compensation uh, has to be spelled out. Uh, these are things that we're not allowed to do uh, as fiduciaries. We're not allowed to receive commissions and uh, anything uh, that our clients do with us have to be spelled out in front. Uh, this is yeah. what they pay us. This is how we're compensated. So yep. these folks are in for an awakening as to what our world's <laughs> like. And Yeah. yeah. But uh, I welcome it. I, I think yeah. it's good and it's long well, overdue.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I think this has been a great topic. Very informative. Thanks for all the information, Eric, but we're almost out of time. Is there anything you want to add before we have to go today?
1: Well, if any of our listeners have any questions on uh, this DOL uh, implementation, how this is going to affect them or how it might affect them in the future, uh, please give me a call in the office. I'd be happy to uh, discuss it in further detail. I'd also like to mention again, Again, that we are gonna have uh, a couple of seminar dates in June where people can get more information on uh, what the new generation retirement looks like, and we'll have discussion as well on this DOL rule. Uh, those seminar dates are June 27th and June 29th. It's a Tuesday and Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, give me a call at the office, 775 674 2222, if you'd like to RSVP for either one of those dates, or reach out to us uh, at our web address at www.nvretirementplanners.com. I would encourage all our listeners to give me a call if they have any questions on the topics we discuss. We'd love to hear your feedback.
0: Excellent. Well, Eric, great show today. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and myself, Tony Short. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com.